0: with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your loving kindness, for the far-reaching expanse of your great kindness toward us. We commit ourselves to you, Lord, that you impart something to us and cause our souls to come alive and give us the reassurance that we are, in fact, your beloved. And may that confidence give us the ability to approach you. And if we have committed sins, Lord, forgive us and empower us to become your final last days army in the earth. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wonderful. We've been studying what it means to be wise as serpents. And we covered, um, you know, seven things that make the serpent considered as wise. And last week, we emphasized the, the fact that the serpent evokes fear and respect in human beings. And that is an allusion to the fact that the serpent operates out of inner power. Because if you look at the serpent from its outward appearance, it should not be able to scare anybody. But because we all know that there is something hidden inside that larger than life worm, you still are afraid of the serpent because of what is buried within. And so that is our calling. Our calling is to um, major not so much on the externalities, not on the external things. The external things are important, but external things are driven and ruled from the internal. That's why it is recommended everyone try and have a at least an, an annual medical checkup, mm-hmm. because the way you look outside and everything is looking outside nice it may not be noticeable that there's something wrong with you so when they do this test it reveals what is going on internally that that is not visible now in the spiritual sense it is also true that first of all when you became a christian the whole process happened internally in fact If you tell somebody that, I've not taken on Christ, um, chances are that if you have tattoos all over your body, the tattoos will still be there. Any outward appearance will still be there. But people, if you truly went through a genuine born again experience, because it is coming from within, people will begin to notice a, a difference. I heard the testimony of a a woman whose husband became born again. And she was testifying and saying that my husband has always been a good man. He wasn't like a, a wife beater or a womanizer or anything like that. He was a good man. But he said when he took on Christ, I noticed something extra, something different because it was bubbling from within. He had... Uh, extra care and extra patience and things that he didn't do before he began to do. So um, we are going to um, go to chapter three of the book and and the chapter, chapter title is Masters of Inner Power. So that's a new series we are starting, which is an offshoot of that quality that makes the serpent evoke fear and respect in human beings. You know, When we say something evokes fear, it does not always mean it is scary or uh, grotesque or has some bad aspect to it. Now, from the serpent to us as Christians, obviously, we are not speaking about filling yourself with poison. But in the same way, the venom in the serpent causes fear. You and I also need to fill ourselves with the substance that makes us um, gain the respect and fear of people. Amen. 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 The story of a, a certain man who suspected that his wife was cheating. And um, he, he, he did everything to try and catch the wife, but it didn't work. But I think people might have told him or he might have used some other means to suspect that the wife was cheating. So and he was cheating with somebody who lived in the same town. Mm. It wasn't like the guy came from outside somewhere. The guy lived in the same town. So, um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the husband, the the, the 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 man, was somebody known to both of them. But one day, the husband told the wife that he was going on a, a journey. He was traveling. And he will be back, I think, seven days or like a number of days away. So, when he left, lo and behold, the wife called. You know who. And said, "You know, the way is clear. <laughs> <laughs> there is a. There is a um, it's a chance." A chance for, for us for a number of days. This time it's not going to be like a wow. It's not going to be like a one day, whatever. It's going to be a number of days. You don't have to rush home. <laughs> yes, you don't know, have so, so so by the way, when when the man left, he called the wife. So let's just say for arguments, I mean for for let's say he's going to he's going to um Maryland and he's taking Greyhound bus, right? So he called from, let's say West Virginia. And so just checking on you, uh, everything is, uh, journey is fine, we just had a stop here. And um, so we have three more hours to go. And so basically that rather reinforced to the woman that, oh, if it's in West Virginia, I mean, if you are in Ohio and somebody is West Virginia, on the way to Maryland, I Amy mean, i mean, it's probably midway through, or the person is actually on the way. That's when the woman gained the confidence and 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 called the guy. Wow. The guy says, "As a matter of fact, I'm taking the day off." Hey. <laughs> I'm taking the day off, so. Wow. And so he came. He came. They had dinner, they did everything, and then they went to business. So as the business was going on, they had a the knock. Yeah. And the knock was from the main, um, you know, there's a main entrance door. The bedroom yeah. is upstairs. So the knock was a little far. The woman said, Look, look, my husband is not around. It must be either a Jehovah Witness person trying to give give tracks, or, or sometimes people come here, you know, they want to, they want the contract yeah. to cut the lawn. Yeah. They have, they have seen that the one cutting the lawn doesn't do a good job. So the, a new person is in the neighborhood or maybe it's AT&T who is trying to bring fiber optics in the neighborhood. They are trying to convince us that they've been coming all the time and we've been ignoring right. them. So ignore it. And so, and she said, look, my friend, don't 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 worry about the the banging. Don't worry about the knocking. Yeah. I want you to focus, focus yeah. and concentrate. The business, the business. That's why you are here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you see, the man, even though he has the key, because it is his house, right? Yeah. It is his house, so he has the key. He can go in, but he was knocking. But because because he saw he saw the car parked. You know, across the street, across the house, but right. on the other side of the street. But he knew that that car belonged to this guy, so he kept on banging. You don't. Know, you know why he was knocking? Even though he has the, he wanted to give them the opportunity to, at least be Ten a little, res, a, a little respectable. change because you know, I mean, get up but the stubbornness and the. And the, what's the word? Audacity and the Audacity, impudence. Yeah. Impudence, that's the word yes. I was looking for. Yes. The impudence to persist. So, finally, he opened the door. And then, lo and behold, they had footsteps. They had footsteps coming up the stairs. And then, at that point, the man got up. Mm. And then, when he went upstairs, he went straight to the bedroom. When the man got up, the woman, I don't know what world she was in. She she actually jumped on the man. Like the man got up and went this way. And then she it's like she couldn't believe. She felt it was probably her ears was deceiving her. So when the when the husband entered the bedroom, the woman was on top. Do you get the woman? The man tried to at least break, but the woman was on top. And when that the husband walked in, the husband said, oh, listen to me very carefully. He said, oh, is there a problem? Are you guys playing? What type of game is this? This, this is his reaction. His reaction was very cool. I mean, I mean, is that what you expect from no, a man no, no, no. who has been? Is, is that a problem? Are you guys playing? Oh, and then, and, and then he said, oh, what are your clothes? He called the man by his name. Where are your clothes? Then he took the man's clothes and gave it to him. Do you get it? it. And then the woman ran to the restroom, and the man couldn't even put the clothes on. I mean, can you put all the clothes on in his presence? (laughs) So he carried his clothes and then he went like this and then ran ran downstairs (laughs) and ran away. The woman went into the restroom expecting some fireworks. But the man said, Oh, you've been in the restroom for a long time. Are you not going to come out? <laughs> so at that point, I mean, how long are you going to be there? At, at that point, she came out. And then and then the woman said, what, wh- why are you not angry? Are you not going to beat me? Then she said, Have I beaten you before? You know he said, No, but why should I beat you? I told you guys were just playing. <laughs> and then and then and then the, the, the woman said, I'm really, really sorry. Look, I will tell you, I will tell you something. Uh, this thing has never happened uh, before. And the man said, oh, really? He said, okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. The way you have been so cool and quiet about it, I'm sure I can tell you the whole story. And then she related to him when this whole thing started. As, as she was saying, he was sitting there and he was saying, oh, okay. Really? I see. Wow. I wonder what I did wrong. Hmm. He was not you know, what you were expecting, somebody like, you know. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, he he wasn't doing that. And so when everything settled, the man was still very quiet in the house. Very, very quiet in the house. He wasn't saying anything. Mm. So the last thing he saw was that he overheard the woman calling the other man, telling or maybe the other man called and the conversation he had was that the man is not angry. The man is sitting down quietly. His kind of seems to have taken it very lightly. And then he overheard the other man telling the wife that that's a trap. If he's quiet, if he's quiet about it and he's not angry, he's about to kill you. <laughs> be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> be afraid, <laughs> be very afraid. He's supposed to be angry. He's supposed to be throwing things. And 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 then he said, I am advising you, pack your things and leave the house. <laughs> so the man went to the restaurant. When he came, the woman had packed her things was about to leave. He said, look, where are you going? He said, no, 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 no. The way you are not angry, I'm afraid. <laughs> the way I was expecting you to react and you haven't reacted, I am afraid. I'm afraid of you. Do you get it? Yeah. And then and then, not only did the guy tell the woman that he's going to kill you, the guy also told the woman that he also he's leaving that town. He's he's moving out of that town because yeah, after yeah. he kills you, yeah, after he yeah. kills you, yeah. I can bet he's coming for me. You see, you see, yeah. because the man's restraint was an example of inner power. Yeah, that inner power defied any logic and explanation. Logic. Yep. and the only thing that you could suspect is that it is mm-hmm. like the cool before the what do you call it the storm? Absolutely, before the storm. Yeah. Yes, because because it's not it's not um normal. It's not normal, and yeah. so this type of thing will make people afraid of you. Now that's an extreme example, right? That's an extreme example. <laughs> yeah. But you see, the development of your inner power. There are some things that maybe should provoke you. There are some things that you have a right to be angry about. But because of developing the inner power of God in you, if you are able to restrain yourself, that rather makes people afraid of you. There are so many other qualities that pertain to the inner power that we, you and I need to have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But it is hidden. It is only when a situation arises that it will become visible. The reason why it is hidden is that it is not for everyday use, hallelujah, Amen. Amen. but what many of us have majored on, we have majored on what people will notice. So in the topic, masters of inner power, let me just break the topic down. We've kind of gotten an introduction to inner power. But when it say somebody is a master of something, if you take it to academics. If somebody has a master's degree in something how many know that it is it is at a higher level of um knowledge than yeah. somebody who just has a basic degree or what you learned in grade school hallelujah amen. amen in fact some of the subjects some of the subjects you know can you believe pastor eugen that um one of my sons when he was in a elementary school they were one day he came home and he was talking about uh, what do you call it? The father resources are limited. Okay. And I said, ah, but how can a fifth grader or a fourth grader know of this? He said, Oh, we are learning it in economics. I said, What? And for me, it was in, it was in high school before I started learning this thing. So, yeah. so at their level, and 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 um uh, they they started teaching them what do you call it that because resources are, 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 are limited, you know, you have to allocate it in a way. I said, the word allocate, I don't think I knew the word allocate at this year. <laughs> you get right. it. Right. It was not part of the vocabulary. So <laughs> even the economics that we learned in high school, they, they brought it low to middle, um, um this one was not even middle school, it was elementary school, fifth grade. Yeah. However, I can bet you, I don't think they taught them in different curves. if you studied, oh, uh, no. economics <laughs> in defense cases is a certain way we used to you know yeah. i mean it's a, a level in economics or oh, they didn't do regression or anything like that right because there are still levels and degrees of everything yeah. now in developing inner power we have been called to become masters of inner power that is your knowledge of developing inner power is not at the elementary level but at the mastery we need to gain mastery of ourselves we need to gain a certain mastery of ourselves hallelujah you know the people who the people who do uh, olympics the gymnastics right yeah i mean when you watch it i mean you have to admire them oh yeah the control over the body the, the uh, i mean whether it is regular gymnastics or ice skating or all those type of thing that involves because, you know, gravity has not stopped operating. Right. Did you know that? Right. And the way they can jump and throw themselves and even the way you land, there are points awarded and points deducted for the way you land. Yeah. Okay. Those people have gained mastery of gravity, mastery of their body, mastery of their shape, mastery of positions. Now, when you bring that thing to the spiritual realm, what God is asking us is that we shouldn't just, we shouldn't just taste the the surface of these spiritual truths, but it must be our goal and it must be our pursuit that we will gain mastery of developing inner power. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want us to look at the scripture in Ephesians chapter 3. We've read that scripture uh, many times in the last few weeks. Ephesians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is praying for the believers. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. he says, for this reason, this is the Apostle Paul, he is writing to the Ephesians. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Then he goes on, that God will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now pause here for a moment. You are going to see that the word according to is very um, is used often in this passage, but if um, if I should ask you, what is the word according to um, indicating? So let, let's use an everyday example. If if food has been cooked, and and then we say, everybody go and get a bowl. There are big bowls, there are small bowls, medium-sized bowls, and then line up. And then the person dishing out the food, sister Felicia, tells you you are going to get the food according to the size of your bowl. I'll change okay. my bowl. <laughs> okay, so 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 who can who can explain that in plain English? You are going to get. The, uh, the food according to the size of your bowl. What is the word according to doing that? Doing in that sense, what does that mean? It's in relation to the size of your bowl. In relation to the size of your bowl. So, so it means if your bowl is small, you're going to get how much food? Small. Oh. small food. If your bowl is uh, uh, bigger, you're going to get what? A bigger quantity. Yeah. So, so do you see that the according to what it is doing here is a it's a, it's a phrase of measure? measurement okay. okay it is measuring how much of the thing is happening do you get it yes if they say something well i won't give this example because <laughs> 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 i was going to say i was going to say according to your height. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, no. that, 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 that one that one is a, look let me give you let me tell you this thing about heights okay <laughs> be careful that you don't look at somebody's height and laugh okay <laughs> <laughs> <A> friend, <laughs> i'll tell you a personal a personal story it's it's, it's a sidebar conversation but i think it, i think it's in it. so we we have a friend who is not so tall in fact you could say he's short and we were trying to we were trying to arrange a, a beloved for for him okay i mean like a a connection <laughs> and the first question he asked was is he tall oh is she tall? Is she tall? It's like it's like height is so important, but he himself is not that yeah, tall. Yeah, short. <laughs> so 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 that is one episode. So now, years later, I moved out of that town and went to another town. And so I met this guy who went at the same building. But he had a little bit of resemblance to that guy who was asking, is she tall? Are you following the story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And he also was not so tall, okay? In fact, I thought he was short. Now, watch my worst? I thought he was short because he reminded me of the other guy who was conscious of height. So every time I see him, I run on the, on the workplace campus. I saw oh, this guy is an example of a short person. <laughs> that, is, that is the commentary running in my head. He Felicia, until one day, I took the elevator with him. Hey. And the elevator is one of those elevators that has a mirror in it. <laughs> <laughs> and in the mirror, I realized that me and the guy are of the same height. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the guy that I've been thinking was shocked. So I actually couldn't believe my eyes, Pastor Eugene. So I, I look at his shoe, wondering whether he's wearing what <laughs> <like, and usually, laughs> Whether he's... He's wearing. Un- unusually, gender. unusually. Maybe a guarantee, no guarantee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but issue was normal. So I thought in my head, either the guy is not short, as I've oh, been thinking, or both us are short. Or, 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 profess, short. <laughs> so, so, so be careful what you think about somebody's height. Okay. <laughs> but according to the riches of his glory, so now. If it is according to height or according to weight or according to the size of your bow, it is still a measure of something. Now, why is that important? In this verse, Paul is praying. What is the main prayer he's praying? He's praying that God will do something for the believer. What is he asking that God will do for the believer? He will strengthen them. That he will strengthen them in the strength of their shoulder or the strength of their legs. No. Mm -hmm. According to the that you strengthen, of, you strengthen them in their innermost being. Innermost being yes. mm-hmm. But the measure to which he's asking for the strength to come. How much strength he's asking for is according to the riches mm-hmm. of the glory of God. The measure of the glory of God is the measure to which Paul is envisioning that the believer ought to be strengthened in our innermost being. And how much is the glory of God? Can we measure it? No. no. Is, there, is, there, is, is, is inflation able to affect the glory of God in terms of its size and quantity? No. no. So this then comes to us and paints a picture to us. What is the dream? What is the vision? What is what to look up towards to what how much inner strength we need to have? The standard the measure, the criteria, the the, the how far you can go with the inner strength and inner man uh, empowerment and the inner power we are talking about, it is according to the measure of the riches of glory of God. How many know that bar is very, very high? Very high. That means that there's nobody under the sound of my voice who can tell me they have arrived in their inner power or in their inner strength. There is more. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to verse number... I think I'm going to jump. Well, let's add verse 17, and then we will jump to verse 20. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. You see? Amen. The only way you can be conscious spiritually, that Christ lives in you and dwell in your heart. It is by faith. You are not going to feel Christ in you. You are not going to feel a certain feeling. It is by faith. In the same way, you you became born again by faith. That awareness that Christ is dwelling in your heart, it is also by faith. Faith is a (laughs) continuous thing. Faith is not something that you use and then you put aside and you use on another day when you need it. Your faith in God has to be an ongoing, continuous object because the moment you begin to have doubt that Christ lives in you, you then doubt whether you are even born again. You then doubt whether God is with you. Then the devil begins to find a vacuum to play in. So you need to come to terms of knowing that Christ lives in your heart by faith. You believe it because God says so and you obey the word of God. The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. If God said that if you confess Christ with your mouth, you believe Christ in your heart and you confess that he rose from the dead, that you are saved, then you are saved and that the spirit of God lives in you or the spirit of Christ lives in you through the spirit. You that is true, believe it by faith, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us go to verse yeah. 20. Look at this scripture, it is like the final doxology, it is like a, 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 a worship, uh, words to God. Now, to Him, notice the H is uppercase. Now, to Him, that is to God, who is able. To do exceedingly, abundantly, about. There are three words here in the King James, the New King James. All of them are speaking about higher ground or greater quantity, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or take. So he's talking about describing God. What is God going to do? What is God going to do in this verse? He's going above. to do exceedingly um, and abundantly. abundantly above above oh. what oh. all <laughs> that we ask yes. or oh, think. Then. Some other oh, translation say yeah. all that we can even imagine. Yeah. Mm. But once again, once again, look at that according to appearing again. Right. According to the power that works in us. Once again, according to is a measure. So according to the power that works in us, according to the size of your book, if you like, the power that works in us is going to dictate Yes. The extent to which God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. It's yes. a mm-hmm. It is almost like a paradox. Because, on the one hand, Pastor Eugene, on the one hand, it is saying that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all mm-hmm. that we ask or think. But then, it is, there is a caveat. Yes. There is a a qualifying Qualifier, word yes yes that god is god is this big ocean and this big power that can do everything but how much he's actually going to do in your specific case mm. is according to your height wow <laughs> 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 oh. this time this time your spiritual height spiritual height <laughs> amen right. amen uh, uh, if you like according to the size of your bowl, your spiritual bowl, your spiritual bowl that you brought. Yes. And this one, Mm. it is personal. Mm. It is, it is personalized. According to the power that works on your forehead. No. You see, when I I was, uh, in this from, some guy, he wanted to name me Kwame command. you know Kwame command the, the, the former um first, first person <laughs> of, the, of the first republic. why do you think they want to name you common chroma because i have a broad forehead Just yes like <laughs> <laughs> you see but it's not according to the size of your forehead no but according to the power that works in us wow. this is a very sobering statement and i think I don't think I actually completely understand. I mean, I'm just telling how much I know. And I'm so meditating and thinking about it. Because when you look at it, uh, there are two forces, two forces at play here. One is the immense, infinite, exceedingly unfathomable power of God. Yes. That is available to all. Yes. But it seems to be limited. I don't know whether you could use the word limited, but that's what the verse is saying. That it is constrained. Maybe constrained is a a better word. Those of you who did um, math, there's something constrained. Sometimes there's a constraint on on something. So, the big question that arises is, how do we reconcile the truth? That God is exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. But how much he's doing is constrained, according to the part that was in us. Who then has the ability to pull the trigger? Who then, who then, controls how much of the first part you are going to experience? The sitting and above. To, so 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 then you realize that there's a nice English word, Sister uh, Eunice. There's a nice English word that onus, the onus is yeah. on you. Have you heard the word? The onus is on you. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's 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 like, it's like it's like the ball is in your court. Yeah. It's like it's like I have oh, my part and I'm ready. But you have to do something to let me in, to let mm-hmm. me work. And this power is working within us. So you see the power of God at work in us which was alluded to in verse 16 that Christ was in us by faith. And in verse 15, that he needs to strengthen us in our innermost being by his power. It is the secret to a lot of things. A lot of external gymnastics, my dear friend, a lot of external gymnastics don't do anything for us. But we need to measure in, we need to measure in the power of Christ within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We need to measure in the forces of Jehovah, the forces of Jehovah that are at work in, in, within us. If there is any effort that we need to exercise, if there is any um, uh, criteria how much we should invest our time and effort, we must allocate as much time to the things that will help us develop our inner power. Because our inner power, becomes like the trigger that allows God and how far God will go in doing the exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or take. But do you know what we usually do? We are always looking for something outside of us. That's why even preaching, when we hear the preaching once and it's nice to your, your mind, the preaching is not going to benefit you. It's when you listen to it over and over again until it sinks into your innermost being. Because the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The the springing forth of your life is actually deep-seated within you. Everything we do, in church or out of church, for it to have effect for it to have efficacy for it to have real effect, it must be coming from within do you know in in pharmaceuticals do you know there are some medications that are meant to be put applied externally right yeah but then there are some that are meant to be swallowed mm-hmm. the ones that are meant to be swallowed if you say it tastes, it, the taste is uh, very bitter. So I don't like the taste. So you are going to what you call it, grind it. And then you apply shea butter. Do you know shea butter? <laughs> we do. No, I'm serious. Because there are certain skin diseases. When you get certain skin diseases, you see, you are used to, when you get a skin disease, you are used to, they give you a, a, a cream that you put on your skin. <laughs> but some of the skin diseases, Brother James will tell you that there's that, that, that sometimes there's a medicine that is not for external application, but for internal use, because it needs to fight the thing from within. It needs to fight the thing. The thing that is appearing on your skin as a bump, or as a, a swell, or whatever, it is not just something on the skin. But rather, mm. some things are inside that are causing that. And the medicine needs to go inside of you and fight this from within. If you go and get a uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, a stone, and you grind it, and you you collect, you buy uh, share butter from sister. Uh, what do you call it, uh, Samantha? And Samantha. then you mix it, <laughs> and you mix <miss> it, <laughs> and you apply it, and you apply it to your skin. My dear friend, maybe your skin will look. Uh, uh, you you get the effect of the share butter, alright. <laughs> but the actual thing that is supposed to work will not work because it's supposed to come from within. Let's look at this scripture. One day some people came to Christ with a trick question. I believe it's Mark chapter seven. Okay. Mark chapter seven. And I'm going to read verse number one. And... um. I'll read, I'll read some verses down and then I'll jump to verse 20, I believe. So Mark 7, verse one, then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now, when they saw some of his disciples, eat, excuse me, eat bread, with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. So listen to this very carefully. The Pharisees and scribes came, and they saw the disciples of Jesus eating bread with defiled and unwashed hands. Unwashed hands, so they found that to be faulty. For that, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. Hallelujah. (laughs) Let me jump to verse 5. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders but eat bread with unwashed hands? Now, I need you to understand that they were not discussing physical hygiene here, they were not discussing wash your hands because of coronavirus. Uh, uh, in the in the day or or because of hygiene or whatever. They said according to the tradition of the elders and the tradition of the elders was that there was a spiritual requirement to wash your hands a certain number of times before you eat before you enter the temple in fact when you go to Ezekiel chapter 1 we, we are not going to read but you see that the chapter uh, Ezekiel chapter 1 opens with Ezekiel and the other people by the river Kebar Washing their hands. Why? Because they didn't have the temple. They have been exported in exile. Into, into um Babylon. And if you don't have your temple. The closest thing to the temple. Is a water body. Where you can get abundant supply. Of water to be washing your hands. The washing of the hands. Was a spiritual activity. So when the people accused the disciples of Jesus. For not washing their hands. I just want to bring out the notion that it was that they were saying that because you haven't washed your hands in the ritual, it's a ritual washing. It means you are unholy before God. Are you following? Yeah. So now, let's jump to verse number 20. Maybe I'll start from verse 17. It says, this is Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, and verse 17. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So as you can um let me see the people's faces again. This is Mark 7, Mark 17, Mark 7, verse 17. When he had entered the house away from the crowd, that his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man? Listen to this. These, these are the words of Jesus. Do you not perceive? Now whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. So Jesus is making a statement here. There are some who eat certain meats and who don't eat certain meats. In fact, Apostle Paul picked it up in, I believe, Romans 13 Romans 14. Jesus is saying that food that you eat, that just goes to your stomach, that is not what purifies you. Because it does not go where? It does not go to your heart. The things that go to your heart and the things that come out of your heart, which is the innermost being, innermost spirit, your inner man, those are the things that define your spiritual power or lack thereof. Are you following? Amen. So what does he continue? And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. So he's describing the things that come out of the heart of a man. Out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. I didn't even know foolishness is one of the Uh (laughs) sins. It's listed. (laughs) Then he said, all these evil things come from within and defile a man all these evil things come from within and defile a man so what does this mean what it means is that jesus is not saying you shouldn't eat he's, he's not saying you shouldn't you shouldn't practice personal hygiene but he's trying to sway our minds from all the physical activity that we spend so much of our time to do and he's saying that in order for you to develop inner power, developing your innermost being, these things that he listed, they are symptoms of the state of somebody's heart. Because it is from the heart that murder will come. It is from the heart that blasphemies will come. It is from the heart that pride will come. It is from the heart that evil eye will come. covetousness. All these things will come from the heart. That is why Jesus even said that, look, before a, a man commits uh, a, a fornication, he has already done it in his heart because he, he thought about it, he imagined it, and then he executed it. So from, from a spiritual standpoint, many physical things have an inner pre-planning aspect to it. That's why even when it comes to killing in the law, there are different degrees of uh, uh, charges that, that can be brought. One can be premeditated. Do you get it? When they get the evidence that it is something you actually preplanned. So in the end, when we speak about inner power, the inner power that is operating within us, it can be a negative inner power, which will actually take away from the might and the power that will allow God to work in our lives. It can be a negative one or it can be a positive one. Our thought life. I mean... One guy said he's so happy, a Christian man, he said he's so happy that God does not release beds or, or flowers or something to chase you based on bad thoughts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, in fact, sometimes bad thoughts are coming to me and I'm fighting them. And, 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 and I, I, I mean, thank God nobody knows what, what I'm thinking. I said, God help you brother, (laughs) God help you. Because all those things are hidden. It is part, the whole inner part of you, your wishes, the wish you have in you is unspoken. It's unspoken, but it is part of the resource structure of your inner self. So if you wish evil to happen to somebody, It is taken away from your inner power. It is a detractor. So as I end the message, I want to say that there are factors on the good side and on the bad side. But you have the ability to channel and to gauge and to coordinate what your inner life is going to be. If there was going to be a video, a video screen that will portray how our inner life is like. Pray about it. Mm. Like, we go to church. You know how in church, when somebody has a testimony, usually we, want, we, we we let them give their testimony before the preaching comes from. Before Pastor Eugene preaches, then somebody gives their testimony. Suppose we say that the testimony is, now God has brought a certain new technology that before uh, the message comes, we hook something to, to to your head and then it displays it on the video <laughs> your your life your oh, yeah. secret your secret life for the past week that John. is the testimony that is the testimony i mean just ten, just 10 minutes of it <laughs> mm. not no, i mean just ten. 10 minutes of it how uh, how is it going to be <laughs> do, do you get it yeah now without it needing to be broadcast you need to work on what you would like to be broadcast. And then you need to take away from the detractors that you rather not be broadcast because there is an ongoing war that actually affects your inner strength. And your inner strength and the power that works within you, it is also linked to how God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Mm. So as I end here, I pray, that God will give us the grace to measure yeah. on our inner power, to measure mm. on gaining mastery and placing where the emphasis needs to be. The emphasis needs to be in the development of our inner power. And I can guarantee you, when your inner power is strong, even when something external is, is, is not right, it will be corrected because God will tell you, you will hear it. Or God will send somebody to you. Mm. Because somebody said, well, you shouldn't be so heavily minded. If you are too heavily minded, you are, you are of no earthly value. Look, if you are so heavily minded, you will be of earthly value because God no go shame you. Amen. Amen. Will, if there's something you are missing in the physical, he, he will bring somebody to you who will help you. But if you mm-hmm. mention someone on the physical, the spiritual, nobody knows the state of your heart. Nobody knows that. So you are not likely going to get help with that. The onus once again is on you because as a, it's according to your height. Amen. To Amen. <laughs> Amen. Father, we love you for your words. All we ask is we need your help. Amen. We need your grace. Amen. That we are not just hearers only, doers. In Jesus' name. Let us bring our offering also unto the Lord as we pray. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you as our Lord and our Savior. And we bring before you the gifts that you are giving us, of which we give an offering. Receive it, Lord. Bless it in the name of Jesus. Let it bring honor to your name and cause Mm -hmm. us to be blessed in the process. In Jesus' Jesus name. Amen.